Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Steve. And I'm Dave. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome back, guys. We're here for part two. Uh, let's let's pick up and, and carry on. Let's talk more rum. Awesome. So now I've got rum, right? I we have it. We've we've gone through the fermentation process. We've distilled you've it. You've got you've got fermented sugarcane juice. I've got okay. Let's let's go there. I've got fermented sugarcane juice. Yes. What happens now? So then, typically, it's around nine percent alcohol. So it's like a good strong beer. It's in between beer and wine as does far as the, alcohol. Does level. the sugarcane juice get higher than molasses? Alcohol wise, it, it can. But we use a yeast that likes to hover around 10 to 15%. And because we don't do anything with our fresh sugarcane juice, it caps out naturally at about 8 or 9%. So we don't even dilute it. We literally just use the fresh juice and add yeast. And, and I'm a little, could you just drink that right there and is it's that good? It's delicious. Then why, I, I because mean, not the that TTB, rum isn't delicious. Because the TTB but. precludes us from making a beer and a, and a spirit in the same space. Okay. But if we had a wall... In between our fermenters, we could actually and sell sugarcane beer, and and that would be. Wine. And so there is a sugarcane beer and it's or fantastic. wine house there, and yeah. it's good. Okay. And if you look at any country where there's sugarcane, there's the guys in the back that are drinking the sugarcane beer. Okay, I'm it going to need like to find that. It tastes like hard cider, kind of. Yeah, it tastes a lot like a good. Yeah, it tastes good, like a good, I cider. Love a good oh, cider. Oh, super good. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys are dropping the facts, and I'm loving them, and I just I want to like. Drill so in then, here and make sure I'm understanding. So we take this <laughs> fermented beer and we put it into a still. Okay. And then we boil off the parts of it that we want to become the rum. Okay. And the reason why it's called spirit is because it literally disappears into vapor between the pot and when it gets recondensed back into a liquid. Okay. So all, whatever spirit you're making literally becomes a spirit, if you will, before it's recondensed. So the trick is, is to figure out, back to that flavor percentage thing, how much of that juice do we want to also have come out as, as well as all the alcohol? So yeah. we actually, when we're making rum agricole, we let a super high percentage of the juice come through. So at the, uh, we'll at times have up to 50% juice with 50% alcohol. Okay. So that means two things. One is tons of flavor. Yeah. And two is we don't have to dilute it as much. So we don't have to add a lot of water and let it get down to 40% alcohol. Because okay. by the time we're done, the entire batch is close to around 60% alcohol. It's right where you'd want it to be anyway. Yeah, it's very close. Nice. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now we have rum, yes? Now Ish. we have rum, but that okay. only 3% of the world's rum is made like that. Yes. Most people make it from molasses, and most people have it come out at a much higher ABV. And then, have you heard of gold rum? N uh, I know the name, but I know okay. little about it, so talk and to me. And dark rum. I, well, and that's where I was kind of going towards. Yeah. So you have light rum, you got right. dark rum, you got gold rum, you so, got spiced rum. So if you have a spirit that's 94 ABV, doesn't have a lot of flavor, and you want it to be interesting, if you add food coloring or caramel coloring and some sugar to it, you call it gold rum that same afternoon. Okay. So, so a lot of gold rum is created by adding caramel coloring and sugar to it because the, because the rum itself wasn't terribly interesting. Kind of like gold tequila. Right. Uh, is that what a gold tequila would be? Yeah. Gold, gold, gold yeah. Is, means colored and flavored. Okay. And it means it hasn't been put in a barrel. But it sounds is, a whole lot better when you call great, it gold. Sounds great, it's gold. It's number one. <laughs> but it's not. So I would kind of like and think oh, gold rum. is good. What do you think so dark rum is? Cuervo gold. We don't, want to, we don't want to disparage anybody. Well, no, no. And we're not disparaging. Yeah. It's just it, it, interesting that's what that, that that's it's what gold means. Yeah. It, it's, and I've had excellent gold 
whatever drinks right. that, that are, well, I say excellent, good ones that I have enjoyed. So, but so gold is you got it, you color it, you sugar it up a little bit, and you ship it out. Yep. Okay. And and the reason for putting that color in is to make it look like it's been aging in a barrel. Okay. Because when Which you makes age, sense. when you put a spirit in a barrel, it will take on that color that we all recognize in a good whiskey or a good scotch or a good brandy. Yeah. And that came from the barrel. Yeah, and so that's that, my understanding. And that, and that costs a lot of money. And that costs it, a lot it, of money. It takes a, a lot of lot, time. A lot, a lot of money. I say because my understanding, and you can correct me on this, is. Basically, the difference between a moonshine and a, and a whiskey is that it's been barrel aged. Is that fairly accurate? Oh no! Or I mean, moonshine brings in a whole new. Well, there, I know the now easiest, there's there's moonshines no, the, particularly, the but my way understanding legally, was that was it. The okay. legal definition of moonshine is means that nobody paid their taxes on it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Which means it's illegal. That makes sense, actually. Okay. And so the reason why it's moonshine is because you did it outside at night, far away from getting arrested. Yeah, and with the still in the basement or or, or actually moon, hidden. Outside, yeah, yeah, hidden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different moonshines. Right. Some are really, really good. Right. Some are and they're not le- so good. And, and some yeah. of them are paying their taxes and legalizing it. So, that, so the definition of moonshine is becoming very... Yeah, and we've got a moonshine episode coming up. I don't know, it's probably a few weeks, but but we're working on it one for Most moonshine. Most moonshine recipes are a corn rest. Uh, ironically, or coincidentally, actually, is either a corn, uh, corn whiskey, mm-hmm. mostly corn because it's cheap. Oh, or no, mo- most of them are sugar. I was going to say, or most, most moonshines are actually rum. Oh, because they okay. take bags of white sugar, and they mix it with water, and they throw a little corn in for flavor. Throw a little corn for flavor, yeah. or not, depending. Or not. Yeah. Most <laughs> most moonshine is, as Steve says, it's is basically rum. it's technically okay. it'd be rum, but because they didn't pay their taxes, it's moonshine. It's moonshine. Okay, interesting. Okay, now dark rum. So, so dark rum is again you start with the same white rum, okay. usually 94 percent ABV coming out of the still, not that much flavor, and now you pour molasses into it. Oh, okay. Which is super confusing because it started with molasses. <laughs> and But that molasses gives it that dark, rich, sugary flavor. Yeah. And I, I have to admit, I like a good dark people rum. Like, people like sugar. And it's it probably because it's very sugary and sweet. That makes Goslings. sense. Goslings. What's that? Goslings. Oh. The Myers, dark. Dark and stormy. Yep, the, yep. The Goslings yep, rum yep, is yep. dark. Same as Myers, right? Same thing. So what we well, do, And though, a lot of drinks, they put that, that and I think it also, because it looks good, but you that little bit of dark rum oh, on the top, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the floater. Yeah, floater. there you go. Floater. Okay. So, yeah, so so when we make rums, we don't put any flavors, colors, or sugars. Okay. Um, because what we're trying to do is make the rum as tasty as possible. And I think there's a big movement with a lot of people about wanting to know where their food comes from and, and how it's made, and they want it made in a way that they feel like they can get behind. Yep. Um, and so there's most of the world doesn't actually do what the American market, the American rums do. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I think nine of 10 of the biggest rum makers have some sort of coloring flavors or sugars added to their products. Okay, okay. Um, and because I, I did notice you guys don't have, at least it doesn't look like a dark rum. And that would that be why? Or you do? Well, we do. Have, that one's called Nanea. Oh, okay. That and is it's a dark rum. it's the same color as an age. It's just not super dark. Got it. It, it hasn't okay. been flavored. I mean, it hasn't been colored. Hasn't been colored. Oh, so that's... It's the you same the color as a good bourbon. There, but then you don't further color right. it beyond that. Okay. Right. But okay. it is colored from the wood. It's colored from barrels. It's barrel and because aged. Because it's a barrel aged. Barrel aged. So okay. like a bourbon, it's the same color as a bourbon. It's the same color as a brandy because they're all aged the same way. And is that this one that I'm drinking here? Yes, that's okay. that one. Okay, this is like the Nanea? Nanea. Nanea. Yep. Nanea, okay. And a little less color than the bourbon because it's aged in a used barrel. Yeah, and there's two, three, and four years, whereas all bourbon has to be four years. Yeah, is that and right? you can four taste... Years? Yeah, you can taste no. the... Uh, 
the barrel. Bur- there's which a is delicious there's a, a bourbon that's six months old. And you can call it bourbon. You just can't call it straight bourbon. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you can have a very young bourbon. Okay. But to be straight has to be two years old. Okay. And to be good, older. Well, or maybe ish. Not necessarily. At least the ones I've had. Let's put it that way. I (laughs) mean, older can definitely be better, but there's some young bourbons that are wonderful. So, well, actually, a good point. What happens? What happens in the barrel is there's fatty acid chains in all spirits, and that comes out towards the end of the run if you do a pot still. Um, But those fatty acid chains actually get broken up by, for example, the lignin in the oak. And that will create lignin. chemical lignin. Thank you. Lingam's on your body. Thank you. Lignin. <laughs> lignin is the structural stuff in yeah. in, in yeah. trees, right? And so that will actually break these fatty acid chains into other chemical compounds. One of them, for example, is vanillin. And I'm probably mispronouncing that as well. Vanillin? Yeah. Oh, you, that sounds good. Which is the same chemical that the orchid plant makes actually, that we if, call if vanilla. You, if you oxidize lignin, I think you form vanillin. Okay, so the point is, is the barrel's okay. magic. And, well, and that's because you do, you get the, it's, I mean, wines, all the different things. That's where you get the vanilla flavors. They Toast. describe that, the toasty, yep. the um, coconut, coconuts. Yeah. A lot caramels, of the, the nut all those flavors, flavors, caramels. Yeah. Those are all coming from interacting with the oak and the char of the oak. Okay. So that's why you stick in the barrel. Interesting. This okay. barrel is awesome. A barrel is awesome. Okay. So we've talked basic rum. You're. Is there a that would that just be a light rum? Is that what you well? So or light by definition, if you use our definition, is is how much, what percentage alcohol did it come out of the still at? If it came out at say ninety percent or higher, it's light whatever. Okay. If it comes out between eighty and ninety percent, um, it's got a little bit more body. And if it comes out less than a eighty percent ABV, then it's a high congener spirit. So bourbons. Um, rum agricoles, really good spirits usually come out at 80% or less. Single malts, guys. Single malts, yeah. all that stuff with that fantastic flavor. Yeah. The only way to get that flavor is to, to let some of that juice come out of the still. And okay. so 80% usually is the rule of max ABV coming out. So light, actually, it's almost... Lightest I mean, flavor. I was, I was about to say, I didn't. I, it sounded bad to say it, but light on flavor. Yes. Okay. Heavy on alcohol, heavy on water, light on flavor. Okay. Well, so light, that's light's light. actually a technical term. Right. 90%, right? Is it 90 to 94%? Well, for American whiskey, it's anything between 80 and 95. Okay, so they go all the way down whiskey. to 80. Okay. Yeah. okay. Anything below 80. Okay. And I don't know what it is Straight. for rum, but I know it's 94 to, I think it's 90 well, or 85. I don't think they have the term for rum. Okay. So rum is a very confusing category. Fortunately, they don't have the terms for it. Yeah. And, and, and rum, for example, you're allowed to put in 2%. By volume, flavors, and colors, which is where gold and, and molasses rums can come from. And then, of course, the next big rum, yeah, sugar. So most rums have sugar in them. So some of, the, some of these rums have been tested to have more than 50 grams of, rum, of sugar per bottle. Okay. So, they're, so that's they're, more than a Coca-Cola. They're almost liqueurs. Wow. Okay. Of course, when you taste sugar, as a human being or a life you uh, go you know, yum. on earth, you think yum. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Okay, and then, so the last one I want to hit on is a spiced rum. So spiced rum, same thing, but the, now they're being totally forthcoming. Of course it's colored, of course it's flavored, and spice just means full-on flavor. So it could be anything. Okay. So when you call it spice, you can get beyond the 2% rule. And you but I, I think they're only forthcoming because the U.S. government makes them of be course. forthcoming. <laughs> the other ones, the U.S. government doesn't make well, them. So, right. and if, now, you, if, you hide, if you're under 2%, you don't have to tell anybody. 
Okay. So so now I had thought that spiced was perhaps well, I guess it is intentional, but I was thinking they were adding in like I know cinnamon or whatever yeah, kind of flavors gin. to give well, yeah. you yeah, but cinnamon, vanilla. And so the point is to enhance kind of flavor, but maybe it's just to, uh, to us, that's what the bartender should be doing. Super high-quality rums mm-hmm. that the bartender can use as an ingredient in their cocktails. Got but it. But not every cocktail wants to have the same profile. Yeah. And and a bartender is going to spend a little bit more money and thought into what flavors they want in their cocktail than having a syrup that is meant to be good for all. Gotcha. But I will say I enjoy a good spiced rum. And so I guess done proper. As do I. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So done proper, but I do like kind of the thinking or theory behind this is, is you here's your raw ingredients. You can't use make spice a great it. Mai Tai with a spiced rum. That is very true. <laughs> you can't make a great daiquiri with a spiced rum. That is and very true. And I would true. argue you can't do it with a gold or a dark rum either. Yeah, okay. You I, can I, make a pretty good learning, one, but not a great one. Right. There you go. Good point. And from what I'm learning, I, I might have to agree. Okay, so is there any other category of rums I've missed or... We, we should talk about no that's yeah. those are the ones i know so the big ones yeah so most 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 is made from molasses the new thing that most people are doing because molasses production is or sugar production is getting so good that there's not a whole lot of sugar left in the molasses so what a lot of rum makers are doing now is they're making out of sugar so mm-hmm. white sugar or or sometimes sugar with a little molasses in it like a dark sugar or turbinado or or demerara these are all terms for sugars with a little bit of flavor in them um, dehydrated cane juice. These are all euphemisms for basically dried sugar. Okay. And then, and then I'd say that's definitely growing, uh, but still, you know, three percent or less is from the fresh juice itself. And the reason why really is because it's super difficult to deal with that fresh juice. Because although we thought it would be super easy to make it because it was already good to go, turns yeah. out every microorganism on the planet Earth, including also yeast and bacteria, <laughs> is also likes it, and they're oh, all going after yeah. it immediately. Okay. So now our challenge is, is how do we get our yeast to proliferate and, and everything else go away? And so that's super challenging. But think of it, if you will, like you have a very successful party and mm-hmm. there's too many people in your house and you don't know what to do. And there, maybe there's a bad element that's getting bigger and bigger that you just don't want part of. Change the music. Oh, there change you go. the lights. <laughs> you can get rid of two thirds of the people almost immediately by those two things. So we'll employ tricks that are analog to that. Mm-hmm. In order to make sure our yeast is super happy, um, or you got to fill your house with the right people first. That's an excellent. Before well, the bad eggs that, show up, and then you create the yeah. conditions for yeah. the the so music, the, the lighting so for the you. You got to control it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about control. So, so that's, you're, that's fun. Your sugarcane juice. I mean, it's being infested right now. And you don't even know it. <laughs> taste it. I, I've been tasting it, and I think yeah. I'm okay with the fact that it's yeah. being infested. And it I'm takes gonna a taste while. It takes some more. It takes so a that's, while. Uh, well, that's uh, uh, you know that's why it's served to you refrigerated. So that's that's an obvious trick that people have learned a long time ago to keep the microorgan- microorganisms at bay. Yeah, yeah. If Refrigeration, right? If it's 37 degrees, then they're not so happy, and they're going to be pretty dormant. As is the yeast. So little tricks like that can go a long way. Nice. I think there's a couple rooms that you forgot to talk about. Which ones? Well, the second one's more important, but I'll talk about the first one first. What's the one they make in Brazil that they cachaça. don't call rum? Exactly. So cachaça's kind of neat. Cachaça's, cachaça's... Now, I always heard they call it cachaça. So we have actually Brazilian sitting next to us who put his thumb up. Which one? How do they pronounce it? Cachaça, okay. Cachaça. Cachaça. So cachaça's kind of cool because cachaça's like an agricole, but they don't, 
they're not as stuffy as the French, so they don't stick to all the rules. So maybe they put a little sugar in, maybe they put a little fresh juice in, kind of whatever's working but for them. But it's, it's, it's a day. spirit made from sugar cane, and it's and it's and it's very juice forward. But and because it's Brazil's Brazil, they don't want to be associated with rum. They want they call it something different. So yeah. they they are on this marketing campaign to make sure people call it cachaça, and it's different than rum. But it's it's rum. totally rum. It's totally rum. And it's yeah. it's it's sort of a hybrid between the two. And if and but it's, it's rum. Pr- it's I mean, by, by any definition, it's yep. rum. But the Brazilians say no, no, no. But what it's they're doing cachaça. different is nothing. nothing really. Oh, okay. It's 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 rum. But they want to make it their fresh own. sugar yeah. cane juice. Yeah, and that's great, and okay. it's delicious. So. But they want to have their own name, like you know, tequila so has tequila. Like well, hey, I mean, you know, it, you name it for the region or the area, or you come right. up with it and you brand it and you go. Yeah. 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 And if you like cachaça, you're gonna love rum agricole. Okay, which I've been very much enjoying, by the way. So, what's the other one? Yeah, yeah. There was two. Really, really old agricole. You haven't talked about that. Age agricole? Age agricole. Age agricoles are incredible. From from places like Martinique. Yes. Because in Hawaii, we don't have that yet. We're working on it. Yeah, you're you're still aging. That's that's the challenge with everything, right? right? So you said you're going to promise us one thing. You're going to open the Ron Centenario. It will be open this week. The other thing is you need to run to your local good liquor store and buy a bottle of aged agricole and drink it. They might call it Rum Vu. Okay, hold on. French i got to write this down. Aged Agricole. From Martinique. Martinique. It has to be from Martinique. Martinique. Okay. And what was, or it might be called. So uh, one of the descriptors on that bottle will say Rum Vu. Spell it. V-I-E-U-X, I think. Okay. And that just means old rum. Okay. Now you get this Rum Agricole, which is magical. Mm-hmm. And then you stick it in a barrel, which is magical. So I don't even know how to describe that much magic. So <laughs> that's a lot, it's, of it's magic. a lot of magic. It's one of the best drinks on the planet. Yeah. And which is what Kuleana will have one day. So we're aging it now. We we got a we got a uh, a big room full of barrels that we got from Cognac France. Yeah. And we're aging our rum as quickly as we can in these barrels. As quickly and slowly at the same exactly. time, right? Because that's one of those things that's just time. We're filling it's the barrels as quickly as we can. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, we're in Hawaii, so it's humid and it's hot. So we have a little bit of advantage on on how quickly those chemical reactions can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, heat is energy, and the more heat you have, the more energy you have. So the more reactions, the quicker the reactions happen. Okay. So we got a little advantage there, but we we pay for that by. But age is still age, shares. right? Well, age is still age. So reactions are reactions. Energy, energy is 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 age. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay. okay. But we pay for it because we'll actually lose. A lot out of the barrels quicker because those part angels of that are drunks, is, man. Yeah, part of, part of that energy <laughs> is forcing the the vapors out of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. Actually, to to throw a confounding factor out there, temperature, colder temperature. So, where do most fish hang out? You know this. Oh wait, I know. Yeah, At the Kuleana Rum Shack. No. <laughs> where? Okay, in the ocean. So, so estuaries. But where in the ocean? No, where where do you find more fish in the the ends oh, of the yeah, earth yeah, yeah. or the I hear equator? what he's saying. I hear what he's saying. So yeah, for sure, the 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 colder oceans. Why and why? Huh? Why? Because that's where all the nutrients are. And why are the nutrients there? I don't know why. Oxygen. There's more dissolved oxygen in right? cold temperature oh, than warm temperature. So, because I had this argument the with the with a guy from Scotland, and why do we like really old spirits? Because you get oxidative reactions that form okay. long chain esters. That's a good one. I had an argument with a guy from Scotland. He won because I, <laughs> I learned about this, and he's right. In warmer climates like Mexico, tequila, 
Caribbean or Hawaii for rum, you age your products faster. You do a different kind of aging faster. You do extractive aging faster, not oxidative aging. And the holy grail for guys and ladies that like good spirits, long chain esters. Long chain esters form faster in colder climates like Scotland. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Something to think about. So we might want to send some of our barrels to a cold climate like Park City to age. Just saying. I, I think there might be some selfish. <laughs> I I'm want just some saying. barrels in my basement. Well, the cool thing about Hawaii is we actually have 11 of the world's 13 climates well, right here and, on and the I Big was, Island. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say no you might want to have. My house is at 3,000 feet. I'm thinking that might be. You might want to have some aging up higher, like the highest aging of rum on the planet, like up in the observatory. Everybody, everybody, ignore this because this is actually a, a secret little program that we've got going in the Skunk Works that Dave nobody is here not. will tell anybody. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, but so the, the point being, oh, yeah, yeah. if you haven't had an aged agricole, they are some of the most beautiful products on the planet from Martinique. And right. go spend, and they, for me, they're probably the least expensive, most aged, beautiful. So if you do a ratio of cost per long chain ester, you get more long chain esters in some of the aged agricoles per your dollar than any other product because they're just not discovered yet. Yeah, yeah. So I right? will go discover some. Get get an aged agricole and you pay a better price for a more beautiful product in an aged agricole than any other aged product. A couple good ones that are easy to find are Clement. If you can get your hands on the Rum Rum Liberation. Okay. That, that's a good one. You can because they sell them in uh, Aster Wines. Aster Wines, yeah. So there's, there's, there's a lot of fantastic ones. Okay. I am committing here and now. Before the end of the week, I will open the rum. Okay. That I have at home. Yep. We'll find out if it's a real 20 or a 20 number. <laughs> um, I'm sure it says 21 on the label. And I will commit by the end of November, I will have me a bottle of the aged agricole. Buy you one for or, Christmas. You know what? We have one. We have it at the bar here. We have all kinds of fantastic rums. Oh, do you? Do you have yeah. aged agricoles here? Yeah, so of course. So. Wait, you, do you have uh, one of the ones we've just been talking yes, about? Yes, sir. Before the end of the night. Yet another, <laughs> yet another reason to come visit Hawaii. Yes. Okay. Before the end of the night, I will, I will have, have some of that. I will try that. Another thing we want to talk about here really quick, because we've talked about rum. Rum is delicious. I've been drinking it on my own here as we go along here. I've got my little flight of rums, and it's all been delicious, and I'm onto my age now. So super high level. How would you maybe approach a rum? Why should you maybe drink it that way instead of in a bottle? Okay, Just, so I'm not in a bottle, I'm sorry, you, in a if cocktail. You're, if you're looking for a different way to drink a spirit than you probably are used to, because obviously you get an aged rum, it's total analog to any aged whiskey. You stick it on ice, you do it straight, whatever you want. You put a good aged rum in any cocktail that calls for whiskey, it's fantastic. If you put a white rum in anything that has gin in it, it's fantastic. But a cool way to drink it is how they do it in Martinique. So they have something called tea punch, T-I and then the word punch. Okay. T-I is a, what do you call a word that's been made shorter? Not a contraction, but a, maybe it's a double contraction? Abbreviation, thank you, um, of petite. It's basically an amuse-bouche, right? A little, a small little taste. So they give you some of their local agricole, and then they'll put a little bit of fruit juice or whatever tickled their fancy that day. So it mm -hmm. might be some passion fruit juice, it might be some mango slice, whatever. So room temperature, rum agricole. Usually, traditionally, it'd have a couple drops of lime, 
and a little bit of like fresh sugarcane juice. Okay. And and they'll just give it to you at room temperature, and okay. it's incredible. The national drink of Martinique. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Noted. So you, because yeah. I've only known rum as a cocktail drink, so I always just assumed, and I've had some good rum since then. So I've now learned you can drink it, but for. The majority of my life, probably meaning up until within the last year or two, I had always just assumed rum was meant to be in a cocktail and you shouldn't drink it on its own. And we are dispelling that myth here and now. Yeah, so rum... If it's a gold rum, should be in a cocktail. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, let's let's redefine that. Or a then. cabinet. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm walking up to a rum. Would this be like you, you sniff, you taste? I mean... Yeah, any, as you would any great scotch, any great whiskey, any great cognac should be treated exactly the same way. Awesome. Okay. Now, if I were to put it in a cocktail, definitely put it in a cocktail. What what cock, what what are you guys' favorite so cocktails? I would, rum I would cocktails? start with turn, making an old fashioned out okay. of, and we do that here. In fact, we we make our old fashioned from the Nanera. Interesting. Okay. And we we have a um, that sounds delicious. It's delicious. We should we should order around. And then <laughs> and then we also have, for example, a, um, a Negroni. Wait, Negroni. Yeah, we got a Negroni. We have a Negroni on the menu there. It's called the Lychee Hoo. Dave just had one already, and it's and we put in the Hui Hui, which is a blend. It's an agricole blend, so it's some of our agricole plus uh, a light rum that we get from Papua New Guinea, and we put that in in place of the gin. So that's more like a Boulevardier. Well, if you were to put whiskey in it, it'd be a Boulevardier. But if you put rum in it, we got to come up with a name, but we call it the Lychee Hoo. And so we'll actually put a little lychee flavor in the ice. And so that's why it's called Lychee Hoo. So anytime you use a whiskey or substitute a good aged rum, if you start doing that with your aged agricole, you're gold. But if it's a really, really good aged agricole, neat. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I mean, all spirits kind of run on the same themes, you know? Just out of curiosity, I always we're, we're getting to wrap up a little bit here. Any parting thoughts on Rome? Anything you want to share or anything? Yeah, you know, I'd say basically all these questions sort of point to one simple thing that's happening. Rum is coming of age right now. It used to be terrific, and then it got lost somewhere along the way. It became sweetened, it became flavored, it became colored. It required fruit juices to drink, funny names, all these kinds of things. But ironically, the people, the, the, the whole tiki craze that created some of these cocktails that made people think it's supposed to be sweet and it's supposed to have an umbrella and it's got to have four kinds of juices in it are now realizing that excellent rum makes their cocktails way better. And the original tiki creators were never thought of using any of the rums that are currently available. So the tiki craze and all these rum bars that are now opening up are actually going towards all of these rums with no flavors, no colors, no sugars added. They're going for super high quality rums. Obviously, we think it's the best spirit you can make. Yeah. And so the opportunity now is, is that people are like, this fun and familiar drink has now actually become a serious contender. And the numbers are already showing that people are super excited about it. So what we're trying to do is just deliver the highest quality rums that we can that sort of satisfy all of this stuff and make some, some excellent products for bar programs and people at home and people that want to get into spirits to get excited about. And nice. it's very similar to how tequila was in the 80s. How much juice is yeah, that's a good point. So somebody just asked me how much juice is supposed to be in a Mai Tai. So if you take the three original Mai Tai recipes, which were all invented sort of right after the war, none of them put fruit juice in it. The really? only fruit juice in a Mai Tai is three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. 
Wow, okay. And it also doesn't have a dark rum floater. Okay. Wait, so what's, a, what's an original Mai Tai? Original Mai Tai, if you use, for example, the Trader Vic recipe, which is arguably a contender for the original Mai Tai. It's a, an ounce of rum agricole. It's an ounce Wait, of... White or dark? White, thank you. It's an ounce of high congener, i.e. like a Jamaican dark rum, aged rum. That's uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. You can put in around as much again, three quarters of an ounce, a little bit more, maybe an ounce of orgeat syrup, which is an almond syrup. Or almond, okay. Almond syrup. And then a little bit of bitters, a little bit of like a orange curacao, uh, and, and we put a little mint, um, and then we actually use the bitters as a floater. And that's very similar to the original Mai Tai recipes, and it's incredible. And it's not, it's not a fruit, juicy, super sweet, thing it's and, and, it's, it, and when you have one just go ask for an og mai tai wherever you are it's OG incredible mai tai. okay and it sounds like you guys are serving those here that's that's the number one cocktail here by far I'm, and i'm getting thirsty <laughs> right. we, d we definitely run into people that are looking for the orange juice and they want to know where the rum floater is and we just say try it and if you don't like it, we'll make you whatever you're used to having. So you have both kinds of Mai Tais? Well, you can have saying? whatever you want. you got to make the you people happy. you got country and well, Western yeah, Mai Tais. country and Western. <laughs> we got Donnie and Marie. Little country, little rock and roll. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Awesome. I okay. think what Steve was trying to say is, Rum is like the last of all the categories to kind of premiumize and, and get good. So it's getting good now. I like I like where it's going. And uh, you guys, obviously, we recommend, I mean, highly recommend, come to the island of Hawaii and visit. However, if they can't, where can they find you? Online, I'm assuming the web. Can you guys ship? That's a good question. We like that question. Um, we're now in five states. Currently, all of Hawaii, California, Nevada, Arizona, and Washington. Um, and then over the next, even next year, we're looking at states surrounding those areas and going east. Um, and our goal is to be available nationwide within a few years. Very nice. Very nice. So what's the website? KulianaRum.com. And Kuliana is K-U-L-E-A-N-A. Rum.com, correct? Perfect. Awesome. Want to get people there. And if you want to come check out... The Unsophisticated Palette's website is theunsophisticatedpalette.com. Join us each week, rate us, uh, come back, and until next time, we want to drink responsibly. So cheers. Drink cheers. Responsibly. Drink That's responsibly. Drink right. responsibly. Here's to you. Get the LDLs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought we want an HDLs up. Yeah, right now. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> I think he slurred. You're thinking, I slurred. You're thinking of that Mai Tai. Aren't I you? was thinking about the Mai Tai. My focus is on the Mai Tai. Welcome to the... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. For your help. For my help.